0: Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Tonight we have Sunny Nelson with us. She's the Director of Media Affairs at Getter. Welcome, Sunny. How are you?
1: I'm great, Peyton. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I know you had Jason on a few weeks ago, our CEO, Jason Miller. So I'm very happy to be joining you and talking about everything that's going on in our world right now.
0: Yes, I am so glad you are able to sit down and chat with us tonight. So we are talking about the red wave, which is really exciting because we have one over another state. We have Virginia now. Um, so I feel like that was like all of the hype last week. Like uh, that was all the headlines I saw. And yeah. it's just so exciting. It
1: felt like a win. Oh, it was a huge win. It absolutely was. I mean, I think the people of Virginia, Virginians, um, really made their voices heard. I think they're having a little bit of buyer's remorse from um, the 2020 presidential election. So they really made their voices heard and flipped the script. You know, Virginia hasn't been read in a very long time. So this was shocking, but really refreshing also.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like the past seven years Virginia has had like a governor from the Democrat Party. So for yeah. seven years, they have been a blue state. So it's yeah. just incredible that this last week, it was just like, I when, I when I saw that, I just felt like it was a glimmer of hope. Like this was a sign Absolutely. that everyone needed that change can't come.
1: <laughs> and I think that Joe Biden won that state by like 13 points, I think in 2020. So, I mean, that was a huge swing of things to win a state for a state to go completely democratic by over 13 points in a presidential election and then switch oh. to Republican governor is insane. I mean, we love it, but, but it's insane.
0: Yeah, that is a lot. What
1: do you think brought on this red wave? You know, honestly, it probably was a lot of things, but I think ultimately it came down to Joe Biden's just horrendous job and what he's done to our country in less than a year. Um, You know, for this red wave to happen on an off year uh, election, it is just Like I said earlier, I think that a lot of the Virginians are having buyer's remorse, and they're making that known through their state and local elections. Um, You know, parents played a a huge role in this. The the Democrats, um, what they tried to do uh, to parents and to the education system just did not sit well with Virginians, and they really made their voices heard.
0: Yeah, I feel like when you piss off a mom, (laughs) that is just like game over, because mama bears will come out and fight. And it clearly showed through that election that mama bears are going to stand up. They are going to show up to the polls. Um, So Mm -hmm. I feel like that really sparked a a fire. Like we have this red wave coming. And I think that parents are, I think they were, they were not happy with this past year. Um, So I'm just like happy that, I mean, mamas, everyone is starting to stand up. Um, Yeah,
1: what we saw right? regardless of party affiliation a lot of parents were saying whoa well, wait a minute you can't tell me that i can't have any input in what my child is being taught you know that's not america we're not a communist nation where the state tells us exactly what we're going to do and they stood up and they said "No, nope, no, nope. we <laughs> are the parents not the government
0: so do you think that this is going to be like a common ground because I feel like I mean these last few years our country has been so divided like 50-50. It is really yeah. just like put like a like a downer on our country because we've been so separated. Do you think that parents like this could be a bridge of bringing people back together?
1: Yeah, I think it can be. I think the Republican Party is the party of education. You know, we want parents' input on what their children are being taught, and I think that this could definitely be a bridge that that brings us all together. The party, uh, the nation, has been super divided, but if you look, you know, Republicans—we're the party with common sense laws. We're not trying to hand everything, all of our rights <laughs> over to the government. So I am hoping that this is a really good uh, marker for what's to come in twenty twenty two.
0: Let's hope so. And I mean, so, so Biden's approval rating, we all know that it has been severely low. His rating, I think, like last week was 38%. And Kamala's Mm was 28%, which I think is very lucky for her. (laughs) Because I feel like that, that was a little overscored. So good for her for getting 28%. But do you think (sighs) that that the approval rating had an
1: effect on the red, the red wave? Um. Absolutely, and I think, or maybe the red wave have had an effect on his yeah. approval rating. But if you just look at what he's done to our country, whether it be the horrible Afghanistan withdrawal, um, our open borders that we have, inflation, gas prices all being just through the roof, those are everyday issues that are not sitting well with the American people. It's affecting them. You know, it's projected that it's going to be like 50% more to heat your home this winter than it was last winter. And those are all things that hit the American in their pocket, you know? So yeah, I think I saw Rasmussen has Biden's job disapproval at like 57%. And then they also say that 64% of Americans think America is on the wrong track. And I think that's what leads to these like massive flips and seats going red because what what the Democrats and Joe Biden, his administration are doing is not working for the American people.
0: Yeah, clearly. So I guess like this, this winter, we won't have heat and we won't have turkey um, or gas. I I know. I'm not looking
1: forward to this winter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a cold winter, especially when no one can afford heat, thanks to Biden. Do you think this, I mean, the the inflation, the scarcity of what people aren't gonna have this winter, do you think that's gonna wake woke America up?
1: Well, I hope so. I really I don't know what else (laughs)
0: we can only (laughs) hope.
1: Exactly. I don't know what else it would take to wake these people up. I mean, gas, just look at gas. Gas is so expensive. Even myself, I've ordered some things from Amazon that normally will take, you know, a day to get to my house. So I've taken like over a week. So it's little things like that, like the supply chain crisis that we've seen, little things like that, that
0: Amazon hits close to home too.
1: That is like, I, I I understand that too. Like
0: two day shipping, no more same day shipping, no more. It's just like, what can you do? You can't be mad at Amazon, like where you have one person to blame. And and that's not Amazon.
1: (laughs) But I do have hope that uh, the woke Americans will wake up because when you look at what's going on in college campuses right now, you know, the youngest voter block When you see chants like Let's Go Brandon breaking out amongst them, just organic buildup of things like that, of them getting involved in just like the lowest way possible. But it gives me hope that these young people are paying attention to what's happening and they don't like it. And, you know, they are a voting block that should be pursued and they will be voting come 2024. So it gives me a lot of hope for the future.
0: So what can we do to help reach like the college community, because we have these young people, and a lot of them just watch whatever's on social media, they follow people on Twitter, like influencers, and they kind of just take on those beliefs as their own. So what is something that we can do to just help reach those that that community?
1: Right. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, there's organizations like Turning Point USA. They provide a lot of good information for the college age group. Um, But beyond that, I think you can take it personally. You know, each each of us, we have a sphere of influence that we communicate with people. You take it to a personal level and you really encourage your friends, your family, you know, whatever age, voting age. Um, to do the research themselves. To not just put faith and trust in what they see on TV or on social media, because most of the time it's going to be a lie. They're not gonna tell the whole truth. So I really think that it's important for everybody to do their own personal research, for them to look into their candidate and vote on policy and not just personality. And, you know, it is, the the media does a really good job of, of covering up and they do a good job of fighting against conservatives, but we just have to come together and do our own research.
0: Yeah, we definitely saw that in Trump's election last year, um, where the media betrayed him as Big Bad Orange Man. (laughs) Um, And he just totally got wiped out of that election because of what he was betrayed on through the media, through the news. And it does make a difference because we do have people out there that only watch watch one-sided news or follow one media channel. So it's very hard for them to get well-rounded information.
1: What... I will say... Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I will say this is just a good... Time to point out the fact that three weeks before the presidential election of 2020, if you will remember, Twitter blocked you from posting the Hunter Biden story. They called it misinformation and you were not allowed to even post the Hunter Biden laptop story. That's something that is a massive, you know, influence on the election. So that's something at Getter that we would never do. Let me just plug Getter right now. Getter's not gonna cancel you, they're not gonna block you for your political opinion. Whereas you have Twitter and Facebook labeling everything they disagree with as misinformation. That's a huge problem, especially for our younger generation that's voting when they're relying on information that they see on social media. So thankfully there are platforms like Getter that will not do that.
0: Yeah. And I mean the the whole um Hunter Biden's laptop, like it felt like it just got swept under the rug. Like it was something so important which I mean, I feel like all of these big things that happen that we see in the news one day and it's gone the next because it is blocked. It has false uh, information, things over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Fauci's emails, like everything gets swept under the rug. So that's why it is important to be on a social media that isn't just going to fact check things and Mm -hmm. I mean, shadow ban you because these (laughs) types of the crucial information is ignored.
1: And you know, like on Instagram and Facebook too, I don't really post on Facebook that much, but on Instagram, if you post a story that even says the word, you know, vaccine or coronavirus in it, you get an instant tag. It's going to instantly tag it. And that is just big tech overreach on a new level, in my opinion. And that's not something that we do at Getter. We allow you to have your own political opinion.
0: Yeah. So everyone needs to get on Getter so we can all share our opinions freely. Um, Obviously, it's very important and you will actually be getting all the news and all the facts there. So, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: (laughs) So how is I mean, besides like the the college campus, like how are we able to just like educate and inform these voters? I mean, we just have so much misinformation going around the Internet these days on the news. How can we just inform people in our community?
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's a level of personal responsibility that goes along with voting, you know. I love that word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it's true. And I want to take it back to the personal level. Um, The best way to to educate people is to talk to them and to do it um, in a way that is truthful and it is fact based and it is not emotional Um, you know, facts, you know, from, I remember from 2016 facts, don't care about feelings. That was, you know, a huge thing, but it's true. I think, um, the best way to educate people is really to just give them a fact-based approach, you know, ask them, how was your life? two years ago compared to right now what were gas prices like two years ago compared to right now those types of facts and things like that you can't dispute that so you know when it comes to personalities and people not liking certain candidates like president trump because of his personality say what you will but you can't dispute the facts so i think that's probably the best way um to go about educating people and just encouraging them to do their own research research on candidates uh, about where they stand on issues Research um, candidates on websites that you wouldn't normally go to, Uh, go to Fox News, go to CNN, really just get all the information so you can make the best informed decision on who you want to vote for.
0: Yeah, For sure. We have to be well-rounded. And even if you are not on the left or whatever you may be, we have to look at the other side just so we can have some middle ground. Um, and I mean, speaking of like just having these conversations, Thanksgiving is next week um, and it can get awkward at the dinner table, especially when <laughs> aunt, uncle have a completely different political view than you. How, how can we like address this conversation? How can we talk about politics in a family friendly way?
1: You know, that is a wonderful question <laughs> and I'm not quite sure how to answer it because My whole family is very political, but we all agree. So I've never really been (laughs) in that situation. It's great. But, um, you know, the political conversation definitely going to come up on Thanksgiving. It's going to come up on Christmas, I assume, um, because it'd be kind of hard to ignore what's going on right now. Um, You know, with Trump, I'm sure there was there was so much hatred towards him. But with Biden, he has made our lives our each of our individual lives so hard With gas prices, with inflation and the supply uh, supply chain crisis, those things are hard to ignore. So I think really just the best way to talk to your friends and your family that don't agree, remind yourself that we as Republicans and conservatives, we are the policy of common sense. Um, we're the, we are the party of small government. We want you to have your freedoms. You know, our freedoms come from God and we want you to have your freedoms. We don't want to give our freedoms back over to the government. And hopefully that's something that all people can agree on that. That freedom is a good thing. But right now I think we're being conditioned that freedom is selfish and, um, that stigma needs to be broken because it's not a lot of people fought and died so that we could have the freedoms that we have. (laughs) Yeah, I, so I off here <laughs> about Thanksgiving, um, but I would just say, like I said earlier, make it a fact-based conversation that's free of personal attacks. Um, invite them on together to see what what we're all about. Um, we are the marketplace of ideas, so we welcome any kind of conversation. You know, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, whatever, we welcome it. <laughs> yeah, and, and going off every last point, like I feel like. I mean, with freedom
0: comes great responsibility, um, and Mm -hmm. it ties to personal responsibility. A lot of people fear freedom because they fear responsibility. When you have freedom, you do have to be responsible for yourself, for others. It is a very powerful thing. Um, I mean, so I think that people really do just fear freedom because they want to rely on X, Y, and Z. Um, And it is a scary thing because, I mean, yes, Personal responsibility is a big thing. And it's something that I love. <laughs> like, I, yeah. That is one of my favorite words. I just think it is so important to just like, I mean, to have that value in people and to have freedom, we all need to be
1: responsible. So right. it just comes down to that. It, um, it absolutely does. And, you know, freedom <laughs> is something it's easier to blame the government for your problems or say the government's not helping me. Well, you know, it, there is personal responsibility. I think that's our both of our favorite words. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the founding fathers, one way we can find common ground is we, we need to give back to what we were founded on as a country, to what our founding fathers wanted for us. And that's something we have just completely drifted away from so quickly, you know, over the course of time, we are still relatively a young country compared to other ones, but everybody, the left that wants to take and take and take your freedoms, it's hard to get them back once you give them over to the government. So everyone just needs to be very careful of what the government, what the left, what they're pushing for when they're telling you, you can and can't say certain things. That is a very, very slippery slope and one that we need to be careful not to go down.
0: Yeah. So how, how do we, I guess, bridge people back to this common ground? Like we have this place we all want to get to. Most, some people want to get back to where this country was founded on. How do we bridge the people that are just so far the opposite direction? What is something that's going to bridge us together? Or what does what the path start with?
1: You know, I don't know. I don't think there's one certain... Thing That's going to bridge us because, yeah, you are going to have people on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum that probably will not find anything that they agree on. But I think when we could do this by focusing on issues that really matter to all people, that every single person in this country feels the effect of, which is gas prices and inflation yep. and, um, <laughs> you know, how much it's going to cost to heat your home. Um, things like that, that everybody is going to feel like education, healthcare, those are all very core issues that, that we need to get back to, um, having a certain understanding on, you know, a lot of this is up to Congress and Congress in itself is just a whole mess that I don't even know how to begin to break down. Um, but really it's just, honestly, I think a big problem is that a lot of Americans have lost their love of country and have lost um, sight of what it took for America to become the greatest country on earth, and how much people had to sacrifice for the freedoms that we have. I think a lot of people have lost that, or the, or they weren't taught that, or they just don't know. Um, because I feel like if you knew everything that it took and how much people sacrificed to give us the freedoms that we have, then you would not be pushing so hard to give your freedoms back to the government and pushing us towards a socialist nation.
0: Yeah! Wow! Exactly. That that's so true, and. I really just feel like people they they don't get upset or mad until something hits them close to home. Like right. They they don't they don't see it or they don't want to see it. Especially the the younger voters, they just don't really care too much, um, and they right. all kind of just turn a blind eye until something happens to them. Until something hits them close to home. And they're like, wait, now this is happening to me too. And wow. I have to stand up and do something about it. So I mean, I feel like the start of this inflation where it will be affecting everyone, what is mm-hmm. it is a domino effect, the price of gas going up will now affect Christmas this year. It, yeah. I mean, like through shipping, presents being under your trees, being able to go see family, how expensive it is to get a plane ticket somewhere, it will yeah. be affecting everyone. It is just truly a domino effect. This is only the beginning of it. I mean, it's going to take a while for everything to go into full effect, but I mean, it is going to be rough. So I feel like it is a blessing and a curse because this is going to be the wave of everyone is going to start to wake up and start seeing the same things. Um, well, so hope- I'm really just hopeful.
1: I think you're exactly right, and I hope that people do wake up. But I just want to make a quick point here that Joe Biden has now done everything that we tried to <laughs> warn you he was going to do. When I was on the Trump campaign, you know, the media propped him up, and they were like, oh, look at this man who's going to come in, and he's such a sweet, nice man with all this experience, and he's going to save us, and he's going to guide us. And we at the campaign, we really pushed the message, no, Joe Biden is a radical, and he is. He is not a moderate by any stretch. He himself said, nobody called me a moderate, This because he's not. But the media did such a good job of propping him up and making him seem like, you know, he was gonna heal all of America's wounds that we had at the time, But yet he's done everything that we have warned he was going to do. Americans cannot look at their bank account right now and say, wow, I'm in a much better financial state than I was, you know, two or three years ago. Because when you look at gas and inflation and everything, it's just, it's really taking a toll on our pocketbooks. I really think that the next
0: election will be different. At least I'm very hopeful just because. Now now we know. Maybe we didn't know before because we were just like so blinded by people being like the hate of Trump. People were mm-hmm. so blinded by that that they couldn't see clearly to vote this election. They just heard Biden say that we, we want to hold hands and sing together. And I feel yeah. like that really sold America. They're like, wait, it's either we want the big bad orange man or we're going to unite. And that's what it really felt like you were voting for. People weren't voting for, like you said, people are not voting for policies anymore. People aren't voting for what matters. People are just voting on who they, it's a popularity contest. It is who they like more. And Trump, he's not, he doesn't have a way with words. He's not going to hold everyone's hands and wipe the tears Mm -hmm. off of your face. But he is a very, very good president. He, yeah. he knows how to run a business. He knows how to run America. His policies worked. He was a very, very strong man. Mm-hmm. And I just, you can't say the same about Biden. I don't,
1: <laughs> He's he's not strong. Yep. America was respected under President Trump. We were a world leader and we were the world leader that, you know, we, we should be. But that is not the same under Joe Biden. I mean, he is a weak leader and and our enemies and our allies both, I think, see that. Um, but I do want to say I, I saw a meme. You probably saw it. It said <laughs> hatred against President Trump was manufactured and manipulated by the media. But hatred against Joe Biden is organic. Uh, and yeah. that is one hundred percent true. I mean look at the um Let's Go Brandon song by Bryson Gray, I think. Oh it my is gosh. Name. That was running number one above Adele's new song. Oh my that, gosh, it is.
0: That is amazing. Let's go, Brandon hasn't stopped since it came out. Like that is the biggest thing. I was yeah. actually watching the news today. Um, it was in New Hampshire because of Biden flew there um for, for a speech today on infrastructure. Um, and someone there was a newscaster and there was someone in the background that just kept walking around with their sign that said, Let's go, Brandon. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and they just kept cutting it because they didn't want to they don't want America to just see that this man
1: is walking around willy-nilly with his sign. It,
0: yeah, it and you know
1: so funny. <laughs> That's how he's greeted anywhere he goes. Any any place that Biden happens to travel to, if it's not Camp David or back to Delaware for a restful weekend, <laughs> which is what he does pretty much every single weekend, um, he's greeted by Trump supporters or Let's Go Brandon, uh, people showing flags and signs and things like that. But when President Trump would travel places, sure, there'd be some counter protesters, but the majority, like overwhelming amount of people were in support of President Trump because they felt how positively his policies impacted them.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we ever had a slogan for Trump since he was a big bad orange man, but but oh, we didn't yeah. have a whole song trending on iTunes for Oh, a yeah. The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No,
1: definitely not trending number
0: 1. Well, I mean, this is just a sign of hope, guys. We we're not the fight's not over yet. We are still going. We have hope for this red wave. And the most we can do, like Sonny said, is we can educate and inform others. We can have conversations, but it starts with your community. You, I mean, yep. it starts with talking to your friends and family. And then that's where you can start today. It starts in yep. your house. It starts in your neighborhood. It starts in your community. Whatever you can do, do it because it will make a difference. It's small, but that's how everything starts is small. So that yep. is just my word of
1: advice. Anything that you want to close off with, Sonny? Um, no, I, I will just add, you know, it can be scary. A lot of times talking to your family or your friends, especially um, talking about anything political or anything that's going to be kind of uncomfortable, you might have different views on. It's scary and it's intimidating. And a lot of times you, you don't want to do it. But at the end of the day, you just have to tell yourself that this is what we're called to do. We're called to stand up for truth. And it's time that people like you and me start by doing it just in our small little circles, that that's how you grow a movement. So I just, I give you encouragement. You can do this. It will be hard, but I know you can do it. And this is how we bring about change.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Sunny. I hope everyone
1: has a great night. Thank
0: you for listening to Girls Gone Right. Thank you.